0: You're listening to episode 79 of the ESL Teaching Podcast. The new school year is here, and as I'm looking ahead, I reflect about what worked and hasn't worked before, and how I can encourage and empower my students even more this year. I work with teenagers and there are a lot of nuances in their English learning, including one very important aspect, negative self-talk. It is sad to hear when a bright student says they're not good enough or that their English is bad and they won't participate in a conversation. I recorded this episode around this. Time last year, but it is just as relevant now as it was 12 months ago. In this episode, I will share with you a simple formula for activating a more productive way of thinking, as well as 10 positive affirmations that you can use in your classroom. I hope you find this useful, and I would love to hear what your thoughts are on them. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the ESL Teaching Podcast. I am your host, Yeva Grosslis, otherwise known as simply Yeva, and I am so thankful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to sharing both my knowledge and experience on this podcast as well as that of my fellow teachers. Hello, hello, everyone. As the new school year is here, I got to thinking about what I noticed last year. And besides many, many good things, such as fantastic students who are motivated to learn and kind at heart, and wonderful colleagues who are ready to crack a joke just when you need to lighten up or help immediately when you see there's a problem, I did notice a rather big red flag. Quite a few of my students tend to speak down to themselves. For example, My English is so bad. It is so bad. And I'm literally quoting here or I don't understand anything. I think I'm not that smart. Everyone else is better than me and so on and so on. While some of the above phrases were implied and not specifically said, we did have conversations in class as to why this was happening. I always want to look at the root of the issue if possible and to assure my students of several things. First, it takes time to learn a language and it is okay to not know everything right now. It takes time to get adjusted to a new culture and sometimes it is much longer than you think it would be in your head. And what others are doing is not your business. The most important thing is who you are being and what you are doing. When you think about it, as humans, we are always the hardest on ourselves we look in the mirror, and I'm going to speak for myself here, but women tend to do this quite frequently. We say, oh, I look tired. Those wrinkles are terrible. My hair's a mess. I look fat. I'm not that smart. I'm this. I'm that. We would never go out and tell our friend this. When was the last time you saw a friend and said, girl, those wrinkles are deep. You should do something about it. Or you have certainly let yourself go. I bet never. There are a lot of outside pressures for all of us, and young people feel them especially. From the pressure to do well in school, to comparison of self to others, it is easy to fall into the pit of despair and think that you are not enough. So I wanted to share a couple of ways we can take care of our own mental health and help our students move forward in a more positive manner. So the tips that I'm sharing in this podcast is going to be are going to be very nice both for the teachers and for the students. So The first one, I want to share a formula of thinking with you. It involves three action verbs and works best when you ask yourself questions using those verbs. Have you ever heard of the formula be, do, have? If not, don't worry, because a lot of us live by the reverse formula, which is do, have, be. What do I mean by that? Well, let's take this sentence. I work hard and make a lot of money and then I will be happy. I will work hard and make a lot of money and then I will be happy. Work is the do part, lots of money is the half part, and be happy, well, it's the be part. The problem with this is that it is impossible to measure when we have worked enough or when we have made enough money for us to be happy. Now, if you reverse the formula into be, do, and half, that's when it becomes more interesting. What if we started with asking ourselves several questions? Who do I need to be and what do I need to do in order to have what I want? If I want to feel more confident in my learning, let me ask myself, who is the person that is confident? What do they do to feel that way? And what happens when I am being that person? Do I get what I want? This reverse thinking allows us to take much more intentional responsibility for our own actions. And that's when the magic happens. While learning English takes time, it involves taking risks. Who do we need to be to continue improving? Who is that person? Do we need to believe in ourselves more? How do we do that? Do we need to accept our mistakes and try again? How does that look like? The way you talk to yourself and perceive yourself will determine whether you are where you are in life. If we keep thinking that others are responsible for us, or if we keep having negative and unproductive conversations with ourselves, it is a surefire way to create even more anxiety than there already is around us. As educators, we have heard about Carol Dweck and her groundbreaking work on growth mindset growth mindset is the underlying beliefs we have about learning and intelligence if we believe that we can do better we will if we beat ourselves up for our failures chances are that moving forward will be much more difficult for us the good news is that our brain is malleable it has been scientifically proven that we can create new connections in our brain and we can reprogram ourselves to have a brighter outlook to life That is where the second part comes in, positive affirmations. Now, before I dive into the affirmations, I want to share with you my view, a simple repetition of a statement that you don't necessarily believe in. And if you don't even believe that affirmations will do anything, it's not going to change much. If you're not feeling well in the moment and keep telling yourself that you're healthy and happy, that would simply be a lie. But there are intentional affirmations for those who want to change something in their life, specifically for different areas of life that when repeated will bring you more inner peace and will allow your brain to start answering the questions. Who do I need to be and what do I need to do in order to have what I want? Here are several other rules for getting the most of the affirmations. So, It is important to remember that affirmations are defined and definitive statements. There's no wishy-washiness about them, and that might feel a little bit more uncomfortable in the beginning. For example, a statement, I can learn, is a definitive statement, whereas I should know how to learn by now is conditional and will not be as effective. The second one is affirmations should be said in the present tense. Our mind always wanders in the past or in the future, and we barely notice what is in the present moment. And second, our brain takes information for face value. Whatever you say to it, it believes and it always thinks in the present. It is extremely important to repeat those affirmations frequently. Over time, new neuron pathways are built in our brain. And we also know that repetition is fantastic to learn a new skill and build new habits. What we think today is simply a habit that we have built over the course of our life. So our thoughts have become so comfortable that it seems crazy to even begin breaking the pattern. The best time to say positive affirmations to yourself is right before you fall asleep or first thing when you wake up in the morning. It is also much more effective to say them out loud. In addition, saying the affirmation at the time that you need it is also very effective than when you just decide to say something randomly. So for example... I am good at chemistry while taking a chemistry quiz or doing something chemistry related is going to be much more effective than when you're just randomly, you know, saying it when you're doing something unrelated. Finally, you will see websites with hundreds of affirmations for all areas of life. It can be hard to sift through and honestly quite overwhelming. So therefore, picking three to five tops will be the most effective. And this brings me to the affirmations that I wanted to share with you and ones that I will likely be sharing with my students this year. Here are 10 of them. Number one, I am enough. Number two, I get better every day and in every way. Number three, I am good at gaining knowledge and using it. Number four, it's okay not to know everything. I can always learn. Number five, there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback for what didn't go well. Number six, I am grateful. Number seven, I can do whatever I focus my mind on. Number eight, I trust myself. Number nine, I can forgive myself and everyone else for not being perfect. And number 10, all I need is within me right now. I have chosen those because I've had conversations in my classroom about being enough, about the fact that we don't have to be perfect, and most importantly, that failure is just feedback. You can always tweak this list to your own needs. And I'm going to link a couple of articles in the show notes where you can find affirmations to use with your English learners. Now, I mentioned earlier that it is most effective to use these affirmations first thing in the morning and right before bed. But obviously, we will likely introduce them during our class time. I recommend printing them out and having them visible to ensure that the students are able to see them and utilize them for themselves whenever they feel they need them. In addition, you can guide them whenever you see that they're stuck. I hope this was helpful. Teaching is such a complex task because we must not only be experts in our subject area and how, in how to present it in the most effective way, but we also pick up on the subtle vibes of our students. Where they are, that's where our lesson will be. And that's why teaching them positive self-talk, growth mindset, and the formula B do have are essential for all of our success. I'd like to hear from you. Have you ever used affirmations in your classroom? Share with us inside our Facebook group or shoot me a message on Instagram. I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening and until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to do two things. First, make sure to subscribe to the ESL Teaching Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And second, leave a positive review wherever you listen, on iTunes, Spotify, or any other platform. Positive reviews will improve the chances of this podcast to be discovered in the feed and help our fellow ESL ELL teachers. And of course, there's a third thing. If you aren't following me on social media yet, come join me on Instagram at SimplyYavaESL. Facebook, Simply Yeva, or connect with me on my website, simplyyeva.com. Thanks again, and until next time.